Oh, that's so much better. <laughs> sprinkle, sprinkle, sprinkle. <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined, as always, by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. I may not be invited. <laughs> we write for Cinema Sins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the Cinema Sins universe as well. Invited to what, Danae? The, the Sins Week. Why not? Well, it's just yet to be determined. <laughs> we don't know yet. Is all this is this all your application for Sins Week? See, the psychology behind me doing what I'm doing is that I'm going to hopefully the people who love this podcast will rally to my aid. Mm. I have a little army of people, <laughs> like 12 to 15 D&D lovers, uh-huh. <laughs> gamers. Yeah, if you, if you don't get invited, I think there's probably going to be a riot. So <laughs> I think you're probably okay. People a, love you. A 10-person riot. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's all I see on the comments on Twitter is, oh, I love this Behind the Sense podcast. And Aaron and Jonathan, I mean, you're good, but I love Danae. You guys that say, Danae is awesome. Well, first of all, you, you people listening, thank you. You guys are fantastic. But also, I don't see the same comments you do, and I think it's all just a lot of like smoke and mirrors. No, I think that's the psychology of ignoring the good things people say and focusing on the bad things people say. Like that's They're just a human. They're saying bad things. <laughs> See, what did I say? <laughs> Who's saying bad things? Nobody. Crap. Is it because I have a high voice? I'll lower it a little bit. Uh, I think we'll. I think just Blended. for the the D and D thing alone, you have to get the invite to Sins Week. That could be fun. Maybe there'll be some stuff in the outtakes. We we've been talking for like forty five minutes yeah. <laughs> before this podcast even started. So I, un- I unpacked some psychological damage from twenty. I don't years even know. Ago. Like outtakes are so they're just supposed to be these like quick, funny, hilarious moments that we pull out. Like, do I include a twenty minute conversation no. on no. your own like your no. your origin story as a villain? <laughs> you know, like that's we in found there. out today is veronica mars people don't have to listen to the outtakes if they don't want to if they get bored so and and this one's definitely gonna be a long one if it's in there (laughs) sorry about that anyway let's not get into it again shall we? no let's not (laughs) let's get into the show uh let's kick it off with a look back at the videos from the week with this inside scoop what's he building in there All right, here we go. The videos from last week. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the process of sending them, uh, as well as how we felt about the things in general. Um, started off with Suits, TV Sins. Uh, this is a show I'd never seen before. Uh, all three of us wrote on this script. Mm-hmm. So uh, what are some thoughts about the show Suits? Danae, had you had ever any seen of us it? seen it? I had not seen it either. Had you seen it, Danae? No, I hadn't. I, I remember okay. whenever it started airing that mo- like many people were enjoying it. Mm-hmm. So I was really curious. You know, once it was assigned, I was like, "Ooh, okay, let's see what this is about." This may be so. a first. This may be actually in in uh, you know, it's kind of surprising that it is a first because we've been doing TV since almost a year. But this may be the first TV show that none of the writers have actually mm-hmm. watched for an extended period of time. And that's interesting. It is yeah. interesting. I also saw that uh I, I think I was on Twitter and saw that is Suits coming to an end right now? Is it the final season or something? Well, there's a new there's and the a launch spin-off. of a Pearson. Yeah, and so I actually tweeted back to whoever you know messaged it. Maybe I wasn't NBC. I don't remember who did it anyway. And I said, as someone who's only watched the pilot, I have so many questions because I didn't see the main character, like the kid that is super knowledgeable and you know gets 
asked to come and join the law firm. Oh, you didn't see him in the... I didn't see him in the preview for what was going to be happening in that episode or whatever. Of the new show? Yeah. Well, he's probably not in the new show. It's probably just about her. It was Suits. It was for Suits. Oh. Oh, no, yeah. He's not on the show anymore. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. Um, I I had that in my notes, which is so weird. I don't know how they're continuing without him. Yeah, um, it's... uh, Patrick J. Adams. He's the one that comes in with the, you know, he's never gone to law school. He's not a lawyer, but they bring him in anyways. And uh, yeah, no, he left the show last year, so he's not on this final season. And apparently Dulé Hill had joined the show uh, for anybody out there that was a Psych fan. Uh, he was on Psych, and oh, okay. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. they made him a series regular. He was also on the West Wing. So. That's fascinating. I didn't know that. And honestly, he's one of my favorite parts of the pilot uh, in the chemistry they have is one of the things the, in yeah. the show that I was like, oh, I might actually enjoy watching a little bit of this because yeah. they're yeah. really fun together. They were. That's the only thing. I. That's probably the only reason I would keep watching is because I enjoyed them together. Yeah, that's I mean, I'm sure there's other characters that get fleshed out. And I love um, the Pearson is, uh, is it Gina Ryder? Um, from Firefly? Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember... Her Gina name, Torres, but, sorry. Yeah, Torres. That's um, what it is. I knew it didn't um, quite sound right. She's great. I mean, I I will watch her in anything, but um, you know, I, I don't know. So I'm sure you find out some of these characters a lot more. But based on the pilot, like I just obviously the two of them are what makes it yeah, work. They were kind of fun together, and so that makes mm-hmm. me want to go and you know read like a wiki just to get caught up. Which is what I do whenever there's a television show right. or something. You don't actually I re- watch anything <laughs> no. that you want to watch. <laughs> just go read about it. <laughs> just go read this, about it. This is a super, though, what I call a bro show. I, I don't think this is a show I would want to talk about with, like, the diehard fans because I think they would irritate me. You know, like the, the well, male dynamic. Well, it's very, it, it's very hot shot. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, all lawyer shows kind of are. And that's the thing that about a show like this is it's been done so many different times. Which is one of the sins. In so many different ways. And it's like, there's a reason because it's kind because court stuff is, can be really fun in a heightened environment. Mm-hmm. Now, real court stuff is much more boring, boring. and uninteresting. I've been sitting here for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but, is happening. But, uh, but man, I just, it's. It's interesting in that way because it's just very much, I gotcha. And every week it's, I gotcha. Yeah, it's a very ego-driven plot line. Mm-hmm. And that can get kind of annoying, which is, again, well, why I don't, don't want to watch USA it. It's very Network, too, at least of this time period. Um, I right. think they're kind of slowly getting away from that. I mean, they still have suits on. But, you know, back in the day, you had stuff like Burn Notice and Psych and Monk and... Um, white collar and right, all yeah. these different shows, and while they were different types of shows, they all had that same kind of that type of character, that like the hotshot kind of character, and um, yeah, you know, this type of rapid fire dialogue, and you know, you know, we we did that whole thing where we we added the laugh track and the outtakes, and yeah. we had that kind of you know, it was just <laughs> I, that, really I, mean, I don't that. know, all the shows are very similar. That's the only way, kind of like the CW. It's almost like they had like a USA Network. Uh, guideline. Well, and there's there's another element to all those USA shows, uh, and actually a lot of shows have done this, but it's it's having that central character who almost has a superpower, yeah. where it's like you know Monk is the same way, right? He oh yeah he he has almost has a superpower of observation. Uh, Psych, you know, is is the mm-hmm. same way, and and this you know he has this like he says turn to any page in the book yeah. and he has it memorized somehow. You know what I mean? Like that that Rain Man level kind mm-hmm. of stuff that always makes it fun i think of uh, the mentalist was that way too um and it's just like it's a weird it's almost this weird way we do superpowers but actual humans and tv just has a, a real corner on that in a fun way 
But the mentalist, speaking of networks, the mentalist had that kind of dreary CBS procedural right. uh, tone to it, which I don't enjoy that much. I used to watch, like, all these USA shows I mentioned, like, I, I typically would watch most of those, at least for a few seasons. Um, and I watched by the a time lot of Suits Monk. came out, I just, it wasn't as, I don't know, I was, I guess I just felt like I'd seen it enough. I loved so Monk. So I never got into it. See, but Monk was interesting because there's a character who has a really brilliant mind and can put things together and obviously, you know, keep in their brain all these details and stuff, but then also has this other part of him that makes it really hard for him to do his job. And it was fun to watch. What's the actor's name? Tony Shaloub. Shaloub. It was really fun to watch him play that character. He did a really, it was fun and quirky and interesting. Mm -hmm. And even though it it seemed low budget many, many times and had some interesting character changes, like the actress, (laughs) when the actress changed, I was like, wait, who are you? Anyway, I really, I really like that one. Was the girl one. from uh, Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place, wasn't it? She's the one that uh, came the, in. The second one. Yeah, yeah, she's the one that came in. Yeah. But but in this case, for Suits, I, I I found myself wondering what is what is it that I wanted to stick around for? What am I going to be seeing next episode that's got me you know really hooked? And it, it truly is just whether or not they're going to get caught that they've brought the kid who isn't right. It, that's really that's it, right? Yeah. yeah, I would think that would be the undercurrent, and then you're going to have like your case of the weeks and stuff. Like right. they're going to they're going to get some high profile case, and they're going to you know find some loophole, and they're going to figure out a way to win it. And yeah, because and the, then, yeah, the struggle, I mean, I think that's that's the show in a nutshell. The struggle, and with, then the Duchess of you know the Duchess is on there for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, she is. Yeah, and then there's like this dynamic between Harvey and then the other kind of big guy that he was sort of bullying. Um, with the Lewis Lit. Yes. Lewis Lit. I just and I wasn't drawn in by any of those relationship dynamics to to want to stick around. So this was this one in that way was fun to sin because it's not one that I'm like, oh, this looks really interesting. It was to me I found a lot of things that were really annoying about this one. So yeah. I had a good time, you know, what was the most annoying apart. thing? <laughs> the, the first thing that came to mind was the whole pot thing. It just really bothered me. Well, that storyline made no sense, first off, because I could never figure out why he couldn't just go get the pot from him. It it, it fell apart for me, too. First of all, the, the, the best friend, if he had, you know, this whole big bag of or suitcase of of pot that he was supposed to sell and didn't, the drug dealers would have been really mad about that, I would think. Unless it's just... Well, yeah, oh, I mean, when you consider they, like, kidnapped him yeah. for... Until so, they knew that it was delivered. I don't even know how he got let go. Uh, yeah, it was really... That was awkward for me. It just seemed... I don't know. It didn't seem to, to add up. And then the whole destruction of the house and, you know, you open it up and there's pizza boxes in the oven. Like, who keeps pizza boxes in the oven, you know? Right. And I didn't quite understand why the main character was holding on to the pot. To me, it would be something that you would immediately want to get rid of. Well, the of. show tries to say that he was... It was his backup plan. Yeah, because yeah. His... Yeah, we, we did have a sin related to that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who wrote it, and then we ended up taking it out because after a few of us read it, we were, I, mean, I think Chris might have been the one who even mentioned it, that I think he had a backup plan. I think this was his backup plan. Yeah, yeah, and that became evident later. We kind of, we obviously cut that. But it wasn't well, it wasn't well communicated. No. No, not at all. No, so that, that really bothered me, and also the motorcycle and the upstairs that was that really bugged me that's probably actually a real thing though the people put motorcycles oh yeah uh, i don't know why well you how are you gonna do leave it out on the street it's got to go somewhere if you're in an apartment you just bring it into the elevator and then take it into your room all right elevators yeah i hadn't thought about the elevator part that's a big elevator though it's still hilarious that would have to be a really big elevator to fit that huge 
crotch uh-huh. rocket. Yeah. Anyway. What he does is he rides it into the building. And then up. And then into the elevator. And he does a wheelie in the elevator. Still on the bike running. Well, show us that. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Uh, are we ready to move on to uh, Dumbo? Well, the only uh, the only thing I wanted to mention, though, I thought it was really funny that all of us wrote Blackberry. Yeah, we did. <laughs> it's true. I don't think that's ever happened. All, all three of us did a one-word joke, yeah. Didn't and like, then I also thought it was funny that whenever there's a combo of like me and Aaron and Chris or Barrett of some variation, and there is a poker scene, we there is always like... 30 cents written yeah about no, that scene i actually i actually have in the comment section i have a comment about poker and it's it's worth talking about uh because man do we love poker and do we love poking holes in poker i actually i think i guess i do have one more question before we go on as guys who you you wear suits <laughs> occasionally why was why was it a pimp suit i, I wrote, have a comment wrote, about that in the comment section too. okay okay so, good yeah. well i guess we'll get to we'll that get, we'll get to both of those topics and more okay, later okay. On behind the scenes <laughs> on. <laughs> all right uh let's talk about dumbo this was a scott watkins joint uh mm-hmm. so jeremy and jonathan wrote on this uh what a horrible movie guys it's terrible and uh, have you you've only seen it once right uh, I have only seen it once, and I relived it during the editing process. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Dumbo. You, did, you yeah. worked on the edit on this. Um, yeah, the second time was terrible. It was even worse. Yeah, man, this was a huge misfire, as far as I'm concerned, in the Disney live action. And, it, I mean, they would be, I think they would think that, too. It didn't really make all that much money for them, either. So Well, it definitely did. I mean, it made money, but, it, yeah, it definitely wasn't the hit they were... Uh they were hoping for i I think they were hoping it would be something along the lines of what aladdin has done right and it it did not do that i mean lion king's coming off a 200 million dollar opening weekend you know i mean i think lion king was always going to be the big one though because that's like the jurassic park you know that's the that's the one where you're going to get the kids that are parents now taking their kids to see the movie they loved when they were kids right no that's true but like i said i think aladdin was a reasonable goal like it should have done that it should have done somewhere around that I you know what I hadn't I hadn't really thought about the power the generational power that mm-hmm. you're talking oh, about. Oh, Disney being... thinks about that all. No, no, no. The time. no I think absolutely that's why Jurassic World made as much money. As well, in, but what I'm saying is I hadn't thought about it in relation to why Dumbo didn't succeed as well because Dumbo is a generation oh, yeah. previous yeah. to oh, Lion yeah. King and Aladdin. Dumbo yeah. is my parents' generation right. in many ways. So I mean, we had the we had the re well, you didn't go to the theater as a kid. Um, I saw a lot of these in the theaters just because Disney in the '80s they just re-released everything instead of remaking um, it. But it's still, but I, but I, I did, but it, but, but but Dumbo's not. I think even my generation, Dumbo's not like a movie that a lot of us hold in high esteem. It's a terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> it's about. No, the, a, you mean the original? A, yeah. The well, the whole story is just. It's a terrible story. Mm-hmm. What a terrible thing. I, I obviously did, didn't see this movie because I didn't want to. Well, I actually, uh, Chris and I actually send the original Dumbo uh, mm-hmm. when this new Dumbo came out in theaters. So terrible. It really is. It's it's horrible. It is under 60 minutes, which is nice. I was going to say the pilot of Suits is longer. <laughs> That's than, true. Oh, that was. Dumbo, than the original Dumbo. Did not expect it to be over an hour. But yeah. anyway, I, I, when I was watching the Sins video for Dumbo, because I was so adamantly not going to watch this movie, mm-hmm. it just confirmed to me, even though I'm just watching little clips, it confirmed to me how horrible and stupid it was. Of a movie it was. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad I didn't spend my time doing it. I did really enjoy there was a couple of sins that I really loved, but one that uh stood out to me where I laughed out loud was the the moment where 
uh, it's like this scene has Batman, Penguin, Bullseye, Vulture, Miss Peregrine, mm-hmm. Birdman, and Crockett. But then it goes, it's like Michael Keaton plays multiple. Uh-huh. So the way that it it was edited was where it just kind of kept going back to that his yeah. face over and over again. Oh, it's so funny to me. Yeah, that was Jeremy. And I think he even wrote something in the script like, not sure how this is going to work, but if it does, it'll be good. <laughs> Okay, I said and, I would only uh, no, do... No, it was great. It was so funny. I laughed mm-hmm. out loud. And then the... Oh, I guess I will say one more. The the one that uh, made me roll my eyes was the Let's Get Ready to Dumbo. Ugh. I Having not seen that movie, but then it's in... I've That was such a hard eye roll. I could not believe that that was there. Well, and that's the thing with this movie is everything feels forced and clunky and stupid. And like the pink elephant section of, of this movie is completely forced out of nowhere and makes no sense in the context of the movie. If people saw that, they would lose their minds. I, like, yeah. But yeah. I wrote the sin in there where it was something along the lines of uh, I was really curious how they were going to put this in the movie. But then once it got to it, I realized I didn't care. And <laughs> yeah. That, yes. and that was exactly my feeling, you know, watching it. That was a good um, sin. Yeah. There's. Oof. Well, thank you. And then the outtake at the end with the Simpsons. Uh, I haven't seen an outtake using the Simpsons <laughs> moment yet. And that was just so funny. <laughs> that was the one Jeremy was like, I have to have this in, right? Yeah. yeah. The, you put it in later. Yeah. Yeah. That was the one I added. And I spent a lot of time matching that one up. And so funny. That stampy stuff is awesome. so perfect for that scene. Colin Farrell, you know, has this moment where he do, he does the Homer lines. And it's just so it's perfect. perfect. It was and lined up so well. I just, yeah. I, I had a lot of fun putting that it's, one together. It's worth just going if you hate this movie it just it, the sins video is really really good but specifically the outtake was fantastic yeah no yeah. that was that was a lot and, of fun i mean dumbo is so adorable that it's kind it makes it almost more irritating that the movie doesn't work the like the effects the, work the on CG, dumbo like yeah dumbo i mean i thought like i he's just he's just adorable like you just want to pick him up yeah, it's yeah. But, uh, and, I mean, there's like these great moments where, like, the whole thing where uh, the part towards the end where um, she's going to ride on him. There's just like the where they're looking at each other and doing the all right, let's do this right this time. I don't know. It's just like this really cute moment, and you're just like, why can't the whole movie be like this? <laughs> I, yeah. I don't really know why. I mean, I don't know why it's bad. Maybe the story itself just isn't interesting. I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know because I haven't seen the original in so long. They just needed to do something different, completely different with the story. And honestly, this is an example of why we need to be a little more careful when we're like, why is Disney stick to these formulas? They should do something, you know, strange and weird and give a director control. Well, this is what happens when you give Tim Burton Dumbo. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things where there is a balance somewhere where there can be a little more creativity, a little more trying new stuff. But at the same time, there's got to be quality control, too. And so it's 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 interesting. <laughs> oh, it, it you know it is not it is not Michael Buffer's fault, but I just despise him. Like I can't like if he pops up on screen, I'm like, oh god. We know what he's going to do. I just don't want to hear that. Yeah, it's going to be some form of that, and good for him. I mean, that I, dude, that's what I was going to say. God bless the man. He's oh made God, millions and millions so of dollars much off money that line. Off of phrase. Yeah, hey, I will. I will make All an appearance in your movie and say this one line and make X amount of dollars. Right. I, I mean, it's insane. Good. Good on you. Like, I want you, a phrase Tim, like that. Going back to Tim Burton. Tim Burton kind of started this, right? Because what's I mean, Alice in Wonderland has to be kind of what started this. I mean, that was a few years before the other one started coming out, but I still kind of go back to that because that mm. made so much money. Yeah. 
Yeah, that I made over a billion dollars, which is crazy to think because I don't think anybody actually likes that movie. But I liked that movie. Oh, do you not? I'm sorry. I mean, I, I mean, I'm just saying. I have not met people. I I actually have not seen it all the way through. I did see the sequel, which was Jonathan. Not I good. Jonathan and I are going to stand in a semicircle around you today and reject yeah. me. and reject your movie opinions. Uh, that'll be in an outtake. If it, if if you haven't heard that already, it'll be in an outtake. It'll make sense later. Uh, I just, yeah, I just haven't. I just I haven't met many people that have said, "Oh, I love Alice in Wonderland." I like Tim Burton, but then he makes a lot of movies like this where I'm just like, "What? I just you're you're really wanting me to hate you, don't you?" I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we call that hit and miss. For some reason, his career bugs me more than most. I guess just because you know he's so talented. Yeah, like when you see something like I don't know what you guys think of like Ed Wood or um, Sleepy Hollow or Beetlejuice, but those are ones for me that are kind of at the top where I yeah. see how good he is, and then I watch something like this or even like Mars Attacks, which I do not like. Um, and I just, I just, I don't know. I'm just lost. I'm just like, I just don't get it. But yeah, like you said, it's hit or miss, I guess. I'm actually the weird one who likes his quote unquote more normal movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Big Fish is one of my favorite I movies. Like oh no, that's Fish great. Yeah, no, that's a great movie. Is that really normal? I mean, it's more normal. <laughs> For him. I mean, I think it's kind of like Ed Wood. Yeah, I also like, um, I just, apparently I like his movies with the word big in them because I also do enjoy Big Eyes. Big Eyes is great. I didn't see that one. Um, Sweeney Todd was really good. The only, and I've, I've actually only not seen one of his movies, which I guess I should see it just so I've seen all of them, but I haven't seen Miss Peregrine. Oh, and um, his anime, uh, Frankenweenie and The Corpse Bride, those are two that my daughter loves and I've watched many times with her. Um, he does a good job with stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. See, now everything's okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah, we talked it out. We we made it through. We figured it out. The Dumbo still sucks. It the Dumbo sure still the worst movie. I think it might be. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. You'd be hard pressed to find a worse one. Colin Farrell, going back to his character, he totally killed a guy at the end of that movie. Like he had that Niels guy drawn and quartered, which we made a sin about that. Yeah, like, that is insane to me. Like they don't ever go back to that. But yeah. like he murdered somebody. Well, I mean, he had him. He had him dragged behind a horse, which is different than drawn and quartered. Yeah, because drawn and quartered is when you've got two horses and you. I know this. Well, no, four horses. Four horses. Well, shoot, it's quartered. I oh right. I guess Jeremy, I didn't know that. Um, I only know that because that came up in a recent D and D campaign. <laughs> Ooh, ouch! <laughs> but he had him. Dra- I mean, he. I mean, I don't. Maybe he survived that. I doubt it. No, that's that's definitely a bad thing either way. Yeah. Oh, and a chi- the child actors aren't very good, which I hate commenting on that. Right. They're really not good. I did enjoy uh, that we got to use the correct form of plural octopus because so many people say octopi, but it's octopuses. Mm-hmm. And so the more I can get that out into uh, into the world, that's very important to me, you know, that uh, people pluralize. <laughs> hey, before we go on to the next thing, let's talk about TV Sin subscribers. <laughs> We, we we hit half a million. <gasps> da, 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 da. Boom. 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 Are, are those the fireworks today? Yeah, that's the <laughs> just, fireworks. Just saying boom? Yeah. That's your fireworks sound? Well, how else do you say boom? I don't know. You could make actual noises. Like saying boom? <laughs> how, how would you do it? <laughs> oh, that's so much better. <laughs> Sprinkle, sprinkle, sprinkle. (laughs) (laughs) What's so funny? Your face. (laughs) You have to make a face when you do that. Do you? Yeah. Try it. (laughs) You can't make that noise without making a face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, you, you definitely can't. I don't know how you would do that without... 
No, it was the sincerity. You had, you had such a sincere face. You were so committed. Uh, anyways, congratulations, TV Sins, on half a million subscribers. Yes, I never know what to say when I keep seeing that go up. So Yeah, no, it's really cool. Yeah, you guys are amazing. Thank you. We do appreciate it. Uh, yes, we can move on. Uh, Miley Cyrus's new video, Mother's Daughter, was the music video sin mm-hmm. for the week. Skip. <laughs> Is it just a full skip for you? Yeah, if I'm not committed to it, then what? I have to say skip and then I have to stay committed. <laughs> That's right. That's I, actually, right. Uh, I actually wrote on this one, too, so I watched this one quite a bit. Um, I I didn't I didn't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way... Well, I mean, there's a. It's a very positive message. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Here's the interesting yeah. thing. We talked last week about you know not sounding like the old people every time we talk mm-hmm. about a music video, but there's a difference between the video we talked about last week and what Miley's doing in this video and what as well. A video to follow up our comment <laughs> last week. They are both stretching. You know, the idea of explicitness or sexuality or those mm-hmm. kind of things, but this one is doing it in a way that's that's a that's purposefully aggressive. To make mm-hmm. a point. And I do think that's different. I do think there's there's more value in that. When when somebody is transgressive or aggressive in what they're doing, you know, there there can be a reason to stretch those lines, right? Uh, to stretch those latex lines, uh, as it were. Because then you make a difference. Well, and I like that she's trying something. I just like that she... I mean, that's the thing we talked about with last week's video was the, the biggest disappointment about the uh, the Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello song was that it was just very ordinary. Right. And there just wasn't much to it. And at least she's trying something here. It doesn't necessarily mean I like really... I mean, the song's very catchy. The song was stuck in my head forever it, um, after I worked on it. But um, I don't know that I particularly like the song. But, I mean, visually, it's a very interesting video. Uh, she does that whole, like, oops, I did it again, Britney Spears outfit, but then adds, like, a Freddy Krueger hand and uh, literal, <laughs> and a claw like, vagina. Vin- uh, what is it, uh, <laughs> vagina dentata? What is that? What yeah. Say? Yeah. Danae called it a claw vagina. So, a yeah, claw vagina. You know. There you go. Um, Can we just say clawgina? Clawgina. Yes. There you go. Mm-hmm. But then uh, she just, but then she, you know, she, she puts a lot of just, uh, she has a lot of diversity literally on screen i mean you know there's a lot of stuff going on and then then there's the whole thing i'm not really sure how much this is about her mother but her mother is in the video uh good old tish cyrus holding her uh, cup of tea Mm -hmm. um she she's in there i don't know it's interesting that's all i'll say i mean it's definitely the most interesting video i think we've talked about well uh, since we started this it's a movie about body ownership you know video for sure it's 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 literally a movie about a video Oh, I'm sorry. I always, I always say movie. That's okay. I'm here. I, say no, it with the, like, I mean, they're they're, I'm, they're I'm basically short films. A lot I, of no, films, I say a lot it's no. It's a mistake. I say it with TV shows. I say anything, anything anymore to me is a movie. Like it's well, all we, just we actually pictures. send that to not you, but uh, a lot of videos these days. It'll say like uh, it'll be like you know movie directed by or it'll or say film. like yeah it's a movie and then we'll send that. So yeah, I, I actually have no problem with that. I th- I actually think the distinctions we make on short form, long form, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff is kind of silly. They are all films. They're all movies of some That's sort. True. That's true. You know, it's it's serial storytelling in some cases with television. It's, you know, uh, one-time storytelling some cases with television. It's serial storytelling sometimes in quote-unquote movies. It's one-time storytelling in You know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. actual 
place you see it is becoming less and less valuable. Uh, that's all just an excuse so that I can say movie every time and not have to worry about making mistakes. I will but. never correct you again. <laughs> Anyways. Consider, consider that done. Anyways, this video is about body ownership in a lot of ways mm-hmm. and the diversity that it shows of the different kinds of bodies. Uh, is very purposeful in a way to say, look, you don't have to look like me to own your body. You don't have to look like me to be comfortable in your own skin. You can look like all these different people and be comfortable with who you are and own your own skin. I think think that's valuable. I think sometimes art Mm -hmm. has to be shocking, and this is one of those pieces of art that's super Mm -hmm. shocking. I found myself really conflicted watching this because it's like, I'm like, yeah, wait, no, yeah, wait, no, yeah, that's all, nope. Yeah, what? Uh, yeah. So it was very bipolar feeling, well, and I was very yeah. exhausted by the end of it. And I had to try to go, okay, what imagery, what lesson am I taking from this that I feel empowered by as a woman? And there are certain things that, you know, stand out to me, like the unfairness with guys being able to show nipples on Instagram sure. and women can't, but then if it's a balloon, it's okay. But like, if that was breast tissue looking at all mm-hmm. that, the whole like nipple twirl thing would have been obviously like nixed for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's stuff like that that just kind of triggers me. I was really, I loved the breastfeeding moment. That one was like, Hey, yeah, my Cyrus, woo! <laughs> and then there was the claw vagina and I was like, wait, I don't understand the symbolism here. Is it just, I can be sexual, but back off until I tell you. And I kind of like that too. Okay. woo! But it wasn't on the nose enough. It's a lot of symbolism. So it's something that I have to think about a lot, but I didn't know if I wanted to watch it again. So Mm -hmm. it was sort of, to me, it was an up down thing. And I I couldn't help but think one, I sort of wish I would have listened to the song before I watched the video. Oh, you okay. Yeah. And had my own mental moment with the lyrics because I didn't. As soon as the video hit, I was like, I got to watch a Miley video because mm-hmm. she's one of those people that I will just I'll watch whatever she puts out. I really I think she's amazing. Well, she's so, fascinating. I mean, yeah. and, and We're all she's, Miley though, fans here. Well, she's incredibly brave in that mm-hmm. in this industry and in this world as a woman coming out uh, in this new newer era of having bold ownership. Like there's still a, a lot of a, a long ways to go and a lot of room for improvement all across the board with women owning their own art and owning their own bodies and Mm -hmm. and the things that happen, um, the expectations of women in any industry, period. That's that's just still there, and it probably will be for a long, long time. So for her, though, she's just so brave and bold and, like, does not care, and I love that. So it's cool to see her mom in this video that has so many shocking visuals. Like, if my mother and I were in a video that was called um mother's daughter it would be like a cat stevens-esque <laughs> you know what i mean it, it would be so so different it, it would rolling hills and you know like Meadows. holding it, hands around you know go walking uh-huh. around water just it'd be this, your version of cats in the cradle yeah it would be yeah. something like that just really tamed down but at the same time, that would be a facade because I am the wild child, you know? Right. And so I just, for for me to kind of see her mom there, like, supporting her, even though her art is so, like you guys said, aggressive, mm-hmm. it's just a really cool thing. So the more that I watch it, the more that I love it. And so, yeah, I had a good, I had a good time oh, watching awesome. it before the, the video. But I, I do have some comments that we'll get to 
in the next segment in the comment section in the comment section about that other women were kind of talking about that I had similar experiences too. just oh, the cool. confusion about like what what symbolism am I going for here what is this so right. I'm excited to talk about I have it. a question yeah, for that. you and this will kind of go back to what we were talking about before the show even started but before we started re- you know recording the main part um, she I don't know much about her like childhood other than but she did grow up in a pretty wealthy environment I mean I'm assuming Billy Ray had money um, oh sure, because he was a success for. He's a got while. that achy breaky heart money. Yeah, yeah, and so I, I do kind of wonder, like, what if this if this video and some of her past stuff kind of shows what maybe a little bit of an interesting perspective? Because even though she wants to get this message out, she hasn't necessarily had to experience. And I'm not knocking her at all. I mean, I'm not going to blame you for growing up with in a wealthy family. Good for you. Sure. I mean, yeah. Um, you know, she was provided a lot that a lot of us don't get but um well and she was she was making her own money by the time she was 11 exactly, she was in exactly. Hannah, montana i mean and when she was I, a just, kid. I just wonder if that you know works into her perspective being a little maybe like you're not sure like when you were making comments like i'm not really sure what i'm supposed to be grasping onto. i i, I wonder if she even really knows sometimes what she's grasping onto, not having to live not having to be in these situations if does that make sense yeah, I think I think I'm hearing you. You know, it's like a difference between somebody that might have to just, you know, grind for life harder than somebody who has money. But yeah. at the same time, it's all it's all kind I of mean, relative. she's grinding pretty hard. It's, it's, she grinds so hard. <laughs> well, like my life so is much of it. Like I would I would Good say point, my, I mean, I've, I mean, I've had things that, like I lost my father when I was young, things like that. But I'm just saying in general, like as far as like from a financial standpoint like i had i mean i mean i had a very good education it was it was paid for i didn't have to like you know i i've had a pretty easy life compared to most people so while i have a lot of sympathy for certain things there's just things i have not gone through so if i was to try to make a music video you know talking about how i feel about these scenarios it would still probably come off as a little weird just because i wouldn't have like that perspective that someone that had actually gone through it would have yeah, you know, I don't, I don't have a, a a real serious handle on Miley's personal experiences. I'm, mm-hmm. I make assumptions that she has sat, yeah, that's what and I'm had saying. to I don't know explain either, so. her, her art, her perspective, her reality, her worth, and her value to a man in power at some point in her life. I make that assumption because that's kind I of the assumption that most of us make. Safe assumption. Yeah. So oh think, no, yeah, I, I agree with that, and that's and, the other thing. Like, obviously, I can't relate to because yeah, and not and so I, I wonder if that that that. It has a lot to do with like her power and, you know, and her kind of hitting up against that. But then also maybe she's just really, really aware of the issues that are that she can speak to. And this is her way of speaking to that issue mm-hmm. and giving a platform for conversations about um, feminism. And I, I mean, obviously, sexual power is a part of it because mm-hmm. it's highly a sexual video. So, yeah, it's well, interesting. Her, stuff stuff. About the, you know, just her getting through the Disney Channel stuff. Here's something that's interesting to think about. So last week's video, I would not want my daughter to watch. This week's video, if I had to have my daughter watch one of them, I'd rather her watch Miley's. I agree 100%. Isn't that interesting? 100%. Even though the visuals are so shocking and confusing, I think it would be more of a deep conversation than it would be just about like... And, and I apologize if anyone loves last week's video's person and her art or whatever, but like just the mindless well, last cussing. Last week was and... Sean Mendez. It was the week before oh, that oh, yeah, that yeah, I yeah. think you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it was just like her and she was just like mm-hmm. money, sex, whatever, whatever. And it mm-hmm. just didn't seem to have any depth to it. It was just words right. that are kind of shocking to come out of a teenager or whatever. Oh, you're talking about so. Bad Baby. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would rather yeah. my daughter watch this. 
I don't know. It's just it's really interesting because I I kind of felt last week we were gonna have struggle with this segment, and here we are in this deep conversation. Yeah. So cool. Can I'm we, glad. Can we talk about vaginas for a second? Um, <laughs> we did last week, so let's just no, keep the, here, keep the streak. I no, guess. Here, here's why. Here's why I say this. It's interesting to me. There's a show on right now called Euphoria. And there's this transgressive thing that people are talking about, how many penises, you know, are in this show and that kind of thing. And it got me thinking about the one last taboo that, you know, making shows or movies or whatever is actually showing a vagina. They still won't do that. Like, can you imagine? Like, it's... it's No, that's just for porn. Right, exactly. And so what are we saying? I don't know. It seems almost there's a sexism there. On a woman, it's secret and private and it's only for porn. Right, exactly. That it can be be photographed right so yeah that sends a really really jacked up message to the youth and i think it is something we should talk about like maybe not like changing the world here on our little podcast but it is something that's important Well, it's weird for me to say it sounds like i'm saying show more vaginas on euphoria that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying it's weird that we have this body assumption with women because it's all about sex right yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's fast like i i think of even um what is the the ari aster movie uh that we talked about a couple weeks ago summer you know mid Summer, whatever. Right? Like it it still, as graphic as that movie is, when she spreads her legs, it does not show it. There is something in the you know what I mean? Like it's just a banana mm-hmm. appears. It's, so it's it's a nice phallic symbol that is allowed you see, on TV. You see yeah. pain in that, don't you? I think oh, you yeah, do. There's, oh, there's lots of penis. Yeah, yeah. And there and there's <laughs> quote unquote full frontal nudity of women, you know, you see them standing up, but it's just there's something about and maybe mm-hmm. it's just because the genitalia is more hidden, it's more internal, you know, that may play into it, but it does seem like it sends a weird message that you know it does so i don't know i just that that thought kind of hit me and it's a weird thing to talk about i guess but no i mean i mean it launches into a whole other conversation that we probably won't go into here which is is this why young men are so consumed with finding pictures because Mm -hmm. it is something that they're curious about that isn't portrayed in a healthy way right in in media Right. They have to go to dark places to find the beauty of a woman's body. Yeah. I don't think that, and I think this would be true for any conversation that we ever have on the show, at least from my perspective, I just go in and try to do the best I can. And if I find out something else later on that sort of changes my mind or helps me be more educated or whatever, mm-hmm. we can adjust and have that conversation again. But I think it's good to talk about it because I feel like if no one talks about any of the topics that are hard to listen to or mm-hmm. go into, then how does anyone know how to talk about it at all? You know, if you're not hearing someone try to have a, a good, mm-hmm. decent conversation about a, a hard topic, then when does it ever happen? Well, and I, and I do think it's applicable to what we're talking about here with this Miley video, because it is very vagina centric there. There's so much vagina imagery mm-hmm. in it. And it stuck out to me that that is not imagery that we're comfortable with. Well, and yeah, it, mother's, it may... I mean, mother's daughter, even with the title, I mean, you could argue that, it's mm-hmm. you know, she came from her mother and Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah yeah, and it made me uncomfortable, even though I shouldn't be. Right. Does that make sense? Well, because I don't see it. It's right. We're taught that mm-hmm. it's so secret and yeah. so uncomfortable. Just the just the look of it, you know? Yeah. And it's, I don't know. It's, yeah. There are whole internet videos about women looking at their vaginas, like, for, for the, the first, first time. time and actually looking at them. And it's like, I, I can't believe how we've hidden our bodies in this way. Mm-hmm. It just seems, part of it seems unhealthy. I get not being completely transparent about everything in our lives. Sure. I get that sexuality can be a very private thing and should be a very private thing mm-hmm. um but i don't understand the body part of it i don't understand how the actual human body 
even the sexual parts of the body, which, by the way, are used for more than just sexual things. Even those parts of the body become this secret thing. And I would even go past the the sexual stuff. I mean, you can go see a movie where, like, Jeff Daniels has violent diarrhea. It is weird, and it's something that, as a um, um, new mom with a a girl, I want her to not feel like it's an icky thing you can't. Oh yeah, talk what, about. exactly. And so, yeah, so it's just it's a it's a good conversation I think to have. One that I am I'm glad that we landed here for this video. I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not worried about your daughter cuz she's got you and I mean I can tell just I mean I mean I like this video more now after what you've said. So, oh, well, thanks. Um, and then that's same with my daughter. I mean, my my wife is I mean, you guys are kind of similar in that state. I mean, my wife is very open and just um, so I'm not I'm not really worried about my daughter. But I know there's a lot of girls out there that have that problem. And mm-hmm. uh, that that sucks. Yeah, it does. Well, I feel like we should just end, end the podcast. I feel like we, wherever we note, go from here. It's all down. Well, now like my other notes seem so silly. Like I was right, going to tell yeah, Danae yeah, I put Huh? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Any, anything okay. else? It just seems silly. I was going to tell Danae I put that D and D campaign sent in as a shout out. To her. Oh, did you? I yeah. actually I wondered about that. I was like, "There's D and D in this one." I wonder who did well, that. Okay. So I was just trying to think of something different. And then we had just discussed like a couple weeks prior D and D campaigns and stuff. And you guys put terminology in my head like D six, and so I was like, "I'm, I'm, do I'm running with it." Yeah. Nice. It. Well, we do have one more video of the week. It was limitless. This is a kind of going back in the day and. This, uh, this is uh, not about uh, female progressivism. <laughs> no, no. Uh, it it is, in fact, about no, the opposite in many ways. This, <laughs> this very mo- limiting. This movie has not aged well. Uh, I wrote on this. This was a, a Dicer Share script. Uh, Barrett and I wrote on this. Um, I remember enjoying this movie quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a Bradley Cooper fan. I, I like him. I like what he does. I think he's got a lot of charisma. He's an interesting dude. He uh, got pretty blue eyes. And I loved the concept. I love the concept of this drug that would, you know, give you full recall of your entire life and how would you use that? But man, in rewatching this this movie, it is it's kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. Like the, the it doesn't hold together. None of the story makes sense. Uh there's there's really weird things this is saying about what intelligence means. Like intelligence in this movie means you sleep with every woman you can sleep with. You get like it's, it's you get reckless. Yeah, it, yes, it's equivalent to being reckless. Which I don't know. I just I found that that yeah, really I didn't remember because I rewatched it because I didn't write on it, but I worked on. I helped with the edit, and um, I had not seen it since the theater. And I remember like you, I remember like I didn't remember loving it, but I remember liking it just fine. Uh, but yeah, the sex thing I did not remember at all. Like that's like ninety percent of what he does. Well, in in what felt fast- like. In, in in this may add some context to it. Originally, this was supposed to be rated R. This was filmed as yeah. a rated R movie, and they cut it down to a PG thirteen. Um, and so, I think that kind of shows in in many ways of of where it went. But <laughs> yeah, I've never seen so many sex scenes with just feet. <laughs> yes, that's funny. You, you're talking about that particular scene, and as the because uh, I also saw Limitless back in the day, um, but I hadn't watched it. So here I am, you know, watching the Sense video, and that sin pops up. And it's about him having sex with her. But I was focused on the computer screen and I didn't even realize they were having sex. Oh, the one, the fir- the, the landlord. The, the landlord. Yeah. 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 And I, it took me way too long in that sin to realize what the sin was about. Because uh-huh. I was like, oh, 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 there's. OK, I got it. There's feet. Gotcha. <laughs> I didn't I didn't think that this movie held up either. And I just watched the the sins. There's a lot of really good points in there. I mean, a lot of 
triggered commenters, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, I I forgot so many parts. It's like I forgot that he drinks someone's blood. Yeah, I totally forgot that. That's a great part in the video. That's in mm-hmm. oh how Jeremy does that. Oh, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good he's such a he's a i mean he's just he's a horrible person yeah, yeah. that was really like that weird. scene before he has sex with the landlady like his comment when she like his narration he's calling her like ugly and mm-hmm. saying these horrible things about her you know yeah i mean yeah, I, don't, I, I don't know i don't really understand how he's our hero but maybe yeah. he's not supposed to be but i don't know there's no one else to latch on to and no movie. he's he's supposed to be the hero he's supposed to be the protagonist yeah. it's but, weird De Niro's character comes off better yeah, he, he he did. And that's a good point. It also is a good point and made in uh, several of the sins, which is like, yeah, is this guy our hero? But then also this this movie is about how drugs are good for you. Yeah. You know, that that's a good thing. Oh, something else that popped up that I didn't realize is that Bradley Cooper did Rocky Raccoon voice. I, uh, Rocket, you, didn't know, Rocket. you didn't know Bradley Cooper was no. Rocket Raccoon? That's hilarious. It doesn't hilarious. sound like him. And I still no. can to this day. I can't hear him in it. I had no idea, but then yeah. also it was played by three different actors. Really? Yeah. I thought it was always Bradley Cooper. Yeah, I thought it was just, I, well, I mean, I know they recorded it with somebody up. else initially, and then they We don't do research in. on this podcast, <laughs> and yet I'm going to do it again. Uh, let's Which talk about they them. normally do that. I mean, that's kind of like, you know, Brad Bird recorded the voice in Incredibles, or I think he recorded like almost all of them, and then they brought in the, the right. vocal, but they ended up keeping him on that one, uh, the, the woman. Edna Mode. Yeah, even though I, I and I didn't know that. I thought that was Linda Hunt for the longest time. Yeah, he also did, uh, um, or Andrew Stanton, I guess, mm-hmm. did uh, Crush. Like they, they they do the temp tracks for these yeah. animated films, and sometimes they're just like, I actually think that works for the character, and they keep themselves. So, yeah. but can you hear? Can you hear Bradley Cooper, Aaron, in in Rocket Raccoon? Yes, but maybe okay. just because I knew it was him. I, I don't have no know. Idea. That's what I'm saying. That's the weird thing. Like he's that's the only character that like i know who it is but i just i cannot hear it to save my life what about vin diesel as groot yeah i mean i guess that's a little different just because he's only saying the one thing but i can't i can picture like vin diesel being monosyllabic and going. well he didn't he did it in the iron giant first so true story he was the iron giant too vin diesel was yeah you guys i learned so much (laughs) vin diesel Um, is a very has a had a very interesting career like if you go read about him like he is fascinating it looks like there was another person that was mentioned trevor duvall but i think he does the animated oh like he does the motions and stuff the, no he does the animated uh guardians of the galaxy oh, on tv, back on oh, TV. Okay. yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah so when i was bradley cooper's not doing the mocap so no. yeah so when i when i was looking i was like bradley cooper i had no <laughs> idea and then i googled it super fast and saw someone else's name but yeah wow that blew that one blew my little wee mind uh everything that this movie does with narration is the exact reason narration should always be sinned uh because <laughs> it is like the narration in this movie is not only constant it's pointless half of it at least is stuff we can already see with our own eyes on the screen that we already know that the movie is trying to tell us and it serves no purpose there's no character development in it there's no extra knowledge in it it's Mm -hmm. just pointless lazy writing and it's 
if you want to wow. know why narration gets sinned, it's movies like this. Oh man, you are just all lit up. <laughs> no, no well, that's, I mean that's screenwriting one hundred and one too. I mean any any screenplay writing class you take, that's one of the things most teachers will tell you. Like, don't write narration. Um, and it it does work occasionally. I mean, I think like something like Fletch, for instance. I, I sure. Think it's a, I think it works very well in those types of scenarios. But but yeah, but a lot of the times it is just lazy, and this is a great example of that. Yes. No. It absolutely can be used well. Everything is a tool. Everything Mm -hmm. can be used well if you know how to use it. But the reason we sin even things that can be used well every single time they happen is because they become crutches. They become lazy crutches. And I think this is an example of that. Um, The other one that got that just that I think I'm now officially like triggered triggered on is news position. Uh, The idea (laughs) that there's always a newscast on that will have the exact information our characters. This happens in every single movie and TV show at some point. (laughs) It's just like, how are we going to deliver this information? Oh, I know a newscast that just happens to be on the TV on On and it's playing really loud. That's uh, the only way. Bit of a side note, sorry, but like I just did, a, I just guessed it on a podcast uh, called The Horror Virgin, and um, we covered the movie Shocker, Wes Craven Shocker from 1989. Uh-huh. John Tesh is in that movie, and he plays a news reporter, and it's hilarious because it's literally like anytime they need to explain anything, they just cut to John Tesh giving a news report. <laughs> oh, I man. mean, the entire, the entire, all the exposition in the movie is is John Tesh. I just never it's I, I hilarious. Before, before I did this job, I never realized how prevalent it was. It always annoyed me when it happened, but I wasn't in a position of writing on it. And so now that I'm writing on it, I just realize it's I yeah. mean, it was in Agents of Shield. It was in I'm telling you, every single movie or TV show I've done in the last two months has had it somewhere in there. It's it's mind blowing. I think the tone of this movie is a nightmare, too. It doesn't know what it wants to be. The narration kind of makes it feel almost like film noirish, but then Mm -hmm. it... But then also it's kind of a sci-fi movie, and it's It's also kind of like a Wall Street movie. Do you know what it actually is, though? Yeah. It's a it's a comedy. This this movie <laughs> is hilarious. <laughs> I oh. think of the I think of the moment I even put this in the sin where she uses a child at a skating rink as a weapon. Yeah, that was shocking. <laughs> yeah. It's like that's hilarious. Uh that's like fast and furious level comedy. You know, where it's just like so weird and over the top and of all know. the things that you can use, you pick up a kid and right. swing her around. Yes. I know what I'll do. That's what your brain drugs taught you. The children are weapons. Well, and, and, and they you guys, are. And you guys jump on this in The Sins, which is great, because that whole, like, we only use whatever percentage of our brain, which had been disproved, like, many years before this even yeah. came out. Yeah. Um, and you still have movies do that. Lucy was the more recent one that did that. Yeah. And that just that just irritates me, because you're presenting it as fact. You're not, I mean, they're not presenting that as, like, science fiction. Like, they're saying, like, this is true. Yeah. It's not. We uh, we can use our brains. It's not. It's. We I can think, use. I think all it just makes it. people sad when they realize they're using one hundred percent of their brain. <laughs> so they need that. I know. I, I'm kind of right. with you on that one. <laughs> it makes it me makes sad. me feel I totally much better. It, but it still doesn't make much it better. true. All right. Uh, are we ready to move on to some keeping tabs? Let's sure. do it. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, those are my dogs. Those are my. Uh, every time I try to talk. Wow. Is this how Aaron feels when we're. Okay, we're going to try this. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. Let's each pick a couple tabs uh, that we can remember having open uh, during our researching process for these videos. Then we'll chat about them a little bit. Also, if you have a deleted sin that maybe you thought of this week, this would be the place to throw it in. Don't necessarily have those every week, but we can throw them in here as well. Um, Jonathan, what's a, what's a tab that you had open? Yeah, I, I really only had like one tab that was even kind of interesting. I, did, I di- didn't look up a whole lot for Suits and Dumbo for some reason, but um, I guess I just, other than like, you know, IMDb and stuff like that. But um, I did a comparison you, for Suits. This was actually a deleted sin. I did a comparison of uh, drug dealers and people on death row because there's a, there's that, like there's a line in there. It's like, there's more, uh, there's more drug dealer. I, I can't, there's like, there's more drug dealers and people on death row. I can't remember what the exact line was. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I just, I looked up the comparison, like how many, like, uh, uh, the line was a person is more likely to die while dealing drugs than they would be on death row. And then, mm-hmm. so I just looked up the information. And so basically there's 121,000 pot dealers in the United States, wow. uh, roughly, and only 2,300 people on death row. So that so basically, I figured out it would require about one point nine one point nine percent of the dealers to die to make that stat true. So oh, it's like it's an death. obvious stat. <laughs> we would have to murder. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't have to be a decrease in pot dealers. We're just going to no, kill people. No, we're just going to murder gonna be, them. It's not going to be like these people are going to turn from their ways and go like into I don't know mom and pop shop or right, or right. opening up a bakery. You're right. like they have to be dead. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're like the ones that would just die of natural causes. Oh, nothing, yes, yes. Nothing related to the dealing of the drugs, you know. Right. And, uh, I don't know. I Got just thought it. that was pretty fascinating. So I just, I, I looked all that up. And then, but then, like I said, the sin just didn't really work just because it was a little too. Uh, That's great. It was a little too up 
its own ass, as I like to say. You do get to those points. I actually had a math sin in um, the Limitless video, like a string of these math sins about his uh, money-making abilities, because the movie has this stupid plot line with this gangster that mm-hmm. he never had to get involved with. He borrowed $100,000 oh, yeah. from this gangster <laughs> after he had just used the stock market to increase you know, $400 to $2,000 or whatever the case may be. You do that for five days in a row, you already have your hundred thousand dollars. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? Like it, it made no sense. Yeah, so I guys, had this. Was it like eight days after eight days? Like you're a millionaire or something? Yeah, something crazy. Well, I that was that was an edited down version of about a three or four sin run I had on the actual math of how easy he would have had it. You know, to be able to make money. I, I get how those math sins can take hold of you. And then when you look back at them, you're like, oh, this is this is just like equations. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's the, the humor gets lost in the percentages sometimes. It's always nice when you figure out a way to make those longer jokes work, though. It, yeah. just, it takes it takes some creativity. Yeah. OK, I'll take this off here and I'll add it over here. And oh, and I can use one word to describe these three things. It's no wonder you've got a good vocabulary. Aaron. what it's do not you all got dick and fart jokes, people. No, it's not. <laughs> what? Oh, oh. Uh, speaking of Dick and Fark jokes, <laughs> I only wrote on suits this week, um, and I had a few that I looked up. Uh, the first one was, can you get kicked out of a nursing home? Oh. Um, what do we find out? Yes, you can get kicked out of a nursing home. That's an, It's interesting. You apparently, it depends on how much, uh, like how many months you haven't paid. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking that there was... An un, his motivation is to kind of help his grandmother, I guess, stay in her nursing home. Right. And so she said something like, you need to come up with $30,000 by Friday or something. Mm-hmm. I was wondering how that would even work. Apparently, it's very expensive to oh, live in a is. nursing home. It is. And it doesn't take that long at all to rack up a $30,000 bill. So I, I figured out that that means she must be living in a private room. And the average for a private room is $7,000, meaning that uh, the 250000 was over three months. So he was three months overdue and about to get kicked out, which was within the legal limits of that nursing home. Thereby meaning it's a, not going to work out as a joke, not going to work out as a sin, <laughs> but I learned math. something. <laughs> We're all doing math. My, uh, this is a sad and, and, and also funny story, but my late great-grandmother, she passed away early 2000s. She, um, uh, <laughs> she was in a nursing home in, um, outside of Monterey, Tennessee, and um, she, was, uh, she had really bad – she had like really bad dementia and just didn't know where she was. And she was telling uh, – residents uh other people in the nursing home that um there was a there was an axe killer uh in the nursing home oh my what? And, yeah i mean she like i said she just she when didn't know what she was, was doing gonna or, be sad she probably <laughs> watched a, she probably watched a tv show or something you know and it just it just became reality to her oh and, uh, but okay. they had to tell real, my okay, grandparents gotcha. like look like we don't want to kick her out but she's got to stop telling people that <laughs> there's a oh, guy running around no. with an axe so yeah, you, oh, I mean, she no. didn't get kicked out, but I guess she can. Well, we we can see where you get your love for horror movies. <laughs> uh, straight down the genetic line. That's amazing. Last time I was in a nursing home, I walked by a lady who was sitting in a chair, and she gave me the side eye. And as I was walking by, she went, "Don't even think about it, buddy." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That's oh, like man. what in her mind? What was I just about to do? I'm sorry. I <laughs> know. Was she like eating or something? Like you're like taking no. food. No. Anyways, I was like, I'm sorry. I'm leaving now. Yeah, you have to really just die to your own ego if you go in there. Because yeah. you're going to instantly be somebody else. Like, yeah. you're not you. Yeah. You kind of are playing a role. It's interesting that way. Yeah. Aaron, what about you? Uh, I had, I Googled 
if there's a fear of being upside down? There is. And people in the comment, there was a specifically a comment thanking uh, thanking the uh, channel for even mm-hmm. having it in there. Yeah. For being represented. Well, okay. So there is a definitely a fear of vomiting. This is called a metaphobia, mm-hmm. right? Uh, okay. So I was I wanted to make a joke about the fact that the shot was also upside down as he was vomiting. And so I was like, is there a fear of actually being upside down? Mm-hmm. And there really isn't a labeled fear. People uh-huh. call it invertophobia, but it's not actually a like official like an official thing, like a metaphobia oh, is. And so I, you know, I said something about, you know, invertometaphobia. <laughs> I just kind of combined the words, but I was surprised that there, of all the stupid official fears there oh, are. Oh, yeah, there's fears of everything. That being upside down is not, not like officially in the book. Well, that surprises me because there were, there was a couple comments about it. Like, yeah. thank you for representing. So maybe yeah, but that's I wonder if it just factors into oh, like okay. other fears, though. I mean, like if you're afraid of heights or you're afraid of, like I'm afraid of falling. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wonder if uh, like that just kind of factors into those because I mean I, I I've never really thought about it but I don't really want to be upside down so <laughs> it's not something you're looking forward to yeah I recently did a Google search on how long you could hang upside down before dying so I know that now you would you die <laughs> I thought you would just like pass out but no you'd eventually die yeah you do you do eventually die yeah your heart's not built to pump your blood. Oh, well, that makes sense. Because I know, like, you really can't, because the whole thing about, you know, unless you're underwater, like, the whole idea about holding your breath too long, but, like, that's not really a thing because you would pass out and then you would start breathing. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll talk about that one again when the episode actually comes on. Because <laughs> yes. I, I have oh, that written yeah. down. We can do that one. Uh, I'll go ahead and do another one. I also uh, had to Google uh, how long is too long for an erection. Um, because I was trying to get that, that warning sin, right. About if narrations last longer than four hours, please consult a a physician. And so I was Mm -hmm. trying to get the right, you know, the right verbiage, the right timing and verbiage on that. So, so I did Google that. You've never just had to look that up in your past for personal reasons. (laughs) Listen, uh, not not saying I have, I'm just curious. Uh, (laughs) It's not what we're talking about here. Uh, another one that I looked up again for suits, there's this moment whenever um, he's getting ready to like go for his first day at the lawyer's office and it's sort of like a getting ready montage and he sits down, he's putting on his socks and then to his left is this bookshelf that has some really nice hardbound books. I'm like, for someone who's poor, you've got some really nice books. Now, I come from a book selling family. We, right. we owned a bookstore, so I got an eye for this thing. Right. I'm like, I think there's a first edition Lewis Carroll right there. Mm. So I got this whole thing where I was trying to find out if it was actually a first edition Lewis Carroll book, which would be worth a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Turns out it wasn't. It was just like a Barnes & Noble release, but that's fine. <laughs> the things that we research. <laughs> no, I find... <laughs> I find books fascinating, too. There's actually a thing, and my wife can tell you more about this than I can, but there's, a, in The Fugitive, there's a bit where he's looking at, like, a, it's like a dictionary, basically, for, like, prosthetic limbs. And my oh. wife is in orthotics and prosthetics. And this is, like, you know, he's on the lamb. Like, he doesn't have any money or anything. Right. That book's, like, like $400. Like, it's, you know, it's like, yeah. a, it's like a textbook that's, like, $400. Right. right. So it's, like, where yeah. did you get that from? <laughs> I uh, I also Googled uh, Abby Cornish, who is the love interest in Limitless. Love Abby and f- Cornish. And found out she is legitimately a rapper. She goes by MC Dusk. We mention it in one of the sins. I think mm-hmm. when she's excellent at cinema sins, we, we call her MC Dusk. And she, it's legit. It's not even like a, you know, some sort of novelty thing or anything. She's a legit rapper and she's good. Where is like, she from? Is she from the States? No, she's. I think she's from Australia oh, or New sense. Zealand yeah. uh, area. And uh, so, if you want to check it out, look up MC Dusk because she does some good stuff. So sounds amazing. Yeah, 
Those kind of things always Ooh. surprise me. Um, this one's kind of a duo. I was uh, on writing on suits. There's a scene we actually cut. We we talked about it in, when we were combining our scripts, and we went back and forth as to whether or not to include it or not. But in the pilot, there's this moment whenever um, the main character tells his best friend to go kill himself, and that really really hit me the wrong way. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you'd see that today. No. I, I don't mm-hmm. either. Like if you if you were to go back and watch the the pilots, um, I wonder if you guys would feel the same way that I don't know we did. We all talked about the importance of that that wasn't okay. I think maybe did all of us even write like a moment on it? Like whoa, harsh. You should back off. I, well, I know we definitely all felt it. Yeah. So I wrote one. Um, uh, his buddy was like, "I don't want to live in a world where we're not tight." And he goes, "Then kill yourself." I was like, "Man." So my sin was words are weapons, Mike, and nobody should joke about suicide. And then I kind of was like, is this a moment to kind of talk to an audience about, I don't know, not using your words like that Mm -hmm. and the importance of being careful? And I don't really know the vibe of cinema sins 100% yet, obviously being the super, super new new person to the team. And I know that you guys did a whole thing. What what movie was that? Stars Born. Stars Born. Yeah. Which got really positive reaction from the audience at large because it's an important thing to talk about so i wondered if it was a time to talk about that so we i wrote something kind of about let's remind you that you are important and if you matter and you talk to somebody if you're feeling a certain way and then of course put up the information for suicide hotline which by the way is 800-273-8255 and there's a really cool uh, website too that like actually goes through all the international numbers as well because not everybody is based in the u.s mm-hmm. so i was like let's put this in the notes and it was actually discussed back and forth a little bit before, you know, ultimately being and I, cut. And I think ultimately, <clears throat> if I remember correctly, the reason we decided not to go with it is because it isn't meant as a serious moment in the show itself. Right. Which is different than Star is Born. And Star right. is Born is, is an obviously actual... an actual serious mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. And this was meant as a joke. It just hasn't aged well. And so there yeah. is a little bit of a difference there. And kind of taking that opportunity may feel a little bit more trite than we want it to. Yep. Um, and so I think that's why we went the other way yeah but. you wouldn't want to put it out there and be like oh you guys are reaching for content you right because yeah, you don't exactly. want it to miss the the importance of it so anyway I but, thought I, I w- but man it one of my favorite things about working for cinema sins mm-hmm. uh is that we have coalesced around mental health as uh kind of a, a cause and i think that's beautiful we do months where we raise money for mental health through selling t-shirts and those kind of things we have those moments in the videos i think they're doing a um uh, promotion on the Syncast right now about this uh, therapy app that you can use that's really beautiful. And so it's one of those things where I'm I'm so glad that kind of the, the brand has an awareness of its, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's purpose in, you know, hey, we like to make jokes about movies and TV shows, yep. but hey, if you want to get serious, this yeah. is what we're serious about, you know? Yep. Uh, and I, that's one of my favorite things about what we do. So Yeah, I like the conversation around that uh, sin staying inside the script and actually making it to the final cut. In fact, it kind of went all the way up to let's just see how it feels and it just didn't feel right in that place. So. Right. But we can talk about it here. So that was the last one that I had on my keeping tabs. Uh, the only other one I had is I had a deleted joke uh, when I think we left in the uh, 23% of this overlong pilot is Metro porn. And uh, originally I'd finished that off by saying, which I guess is mostly enjoyed by metrosexuals, yeah. which <laughs> I thought was funny. But at the end of the day, it worked better just as kind of that short little punchy joke. So <laughs> I have a question for you about that, though. Do you 
like I, I thought about this. What was the what was the script where I did this? And I thought, oh yeah, on the mother's daughter. I I almost always like when I do the percentage because all of us write percentage sins. Like this video is forty seven percent. You know, right? I I think I always use forty seven. Oh really? Yeah, and I, I was really curious if anybody else used the same one. No, I actually try to figure it out. Like, I, I mean, I don't, I don't actually really do the math, but yeah. I in my brain go, "Where are we about?" and do an estimation uh, in that way. Oh, I unless, gotcha. I guess unless I was I'm, thinking more like from a joking standpoint, not like right. yeah, if I'm legitimately trying to figure out something like that death uh, row stat. Def, but yeah, I was just thinking whenever I do my joke when where it's just I'm just being silly, like I always use 47 for some reason. That's, I don't know, that's where, hilarious. I don't know where that came from. That, now that's we'll my know. signature. Now, you know, <laughs> I, I, I like to do the one where it adds up to more than 100 percent. That's one oh, of that's my favorite things too, yeah. is, you know, it ends up adding up to 162 percent or something. I think that's hilarious. And I always wait for the comments where they're like, hey, that number doesn't add up. It's like nicely done. Well, well done with the math skills there, commenter. <laughs> we appreciate you. Uh, Speaking of the commenters. Let's do it. Let's move on to the comment section. I, what you're I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. All right. We picked some comments from the videos from this past week to uh, share with you and each other. Uh, we can also include general feedback here as well. If you want to, you can email us at behind the scenes pod at gmail.com uh today let's start with you this time what's a comment you saw that you liked well let's go back into the music video um i really liked some of the conversations that were happening there laura blackwell said most of these feminist oriented videos seem to be more directed towards the sexuality of a woman like don't we have anything else to be fighting for other than our right to be promiscuous if a woman is not just her body and sex why is it promoted everywhere and always the main topic of feminist issue we women are worth so much more than sex and we women can gain power by things other than sex too sex shouldn't be our only leverage and i really liked her point i think that's the part that maybe to me in that video was just something wasn't sitting right and it is that it is so tied to sex but maybe that's just part of the conversation that needs to be had is it shouldn't be so tied to sex yeah i liked her perspective i I think it's a great perspective and i think you know everybody's going to have a different answer It, it seems to me that miley is using the shock value of sex to make the point and so there's and let's just hope it doesn't become about sex instead of get but it lost does. in there and that's why there's a balance yeah. right it, do, it can get lost there you know the the truth of what's happening is unfortunately often in the person watching it whatever you take away from it is the truth that you took away from it and that can be unfortunate but mm-hmm. um but yeah it's it's interesting and especially in situations where there's been so much um i guess i want to say oppression maybe that's too strong of a word to break out of that sometimes takes shock and extreme and yep. pushing the edges and those kind of things. So. I thought she had a really good perspective. Thank no, you I for think, that, Laura. Do you, I think so, too. Do you guys remember that the the award show, though, where Miley Cyrus performed the Robin Thicke song with him? And she came no, out, I like, don't. basically in her underwear. And I think she had, like, a... I don't remember if she had, like, a... like a There was, like, a, I feel like there was a bear involved, like a stuffed animal or, like, maybe somebody dressed up as a bear. And she was just doing all this kind of crazy stuff. Do you guys remember this at all? I think I think you're you're thinking of a dream you had. No. And, or a strange <laughs> No, this legit happened. I don't remember the award. I feel like it was, like, a, like it was a billboard or something. No, I know. Yeah, like no, I think ago. you're right. This is when that Robin Thicke song was really huge a few summers yeah. ago, the uh, Blurred Lines. Right, uh, He yeah. was performing that. She was out there performing it with him, and she 
she was just doing all this stuff. And it was kind of one of those things where everybody was just like, oh, my God, Miley's lost her mind. And there were even like they would go to like Taylor Swift was in the audience just kind of looking at her weird and laughing. But I but I always wondered in my head after that, like, I feel like this was right around where she kind of made that transition from Hannah Montana to mm-hmm. Miley Cyrus. And I always wonder, like, think back, like, maybe that's just something like she had to do. Well, because he, now he, everybody's just like, oh, that's just Miley being Miley, you know? I think there is something psychologically interesting that happens in the form of taking ownership and taking back of something. Uh, and you'll see this in words, too. Uh, words that are meant to hurt and harm. Mm-hmm. Cultures will take those words and make them a part of their culture. Um, you see this in, uh, you know, the African-American culture with the N-word. You see this in the LBD. GTQ culture with, you know, some of those words that they will, you know, Mm -hmm. talk about with each other. Uh, For that matter, the word Christian was originally an insult, and now we use it as our religion name. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's one of those things where we take the things that are meant to uh, dominate us, offend us, uh, show power over us, and we take the power out of them by owning them. And so it's kind of an interesting version of that with sexuality, mm-hmm. you know, to be, have your sexuality dominated by men and just say, you know what, I'm going to take ownership of this and I'm going to use it. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's kind of this weird. And again, there's things about that that aren't healthy and there's things about that that are healthy and trying to find those lines is man, it's difficult. I'm not yeah. making light of this, but I'm a little upset that I can't use sex as leverage. Like I can't go to my <laughs> wife and be like, you know what? If you, you know, if you're just not getting sex. She'd be like, that's okay. right. None of this tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't you're work you're for not me getting this try dad bod. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, you were trying to think of the L G B Q T I A. Okay. Did I, I put a T in the wrong place? Right. I feel no, it's the, the I A is on the end. And then there's also a plus now. Yeah. I but think, I think most people can do the LGBTQ and it's I, fine. I, well, I wanted to say homosexual community and then I was like, well, no, I it's think different. It's, it's different, right? Yeah. Because sexuality issues are. So it's LGBTQIA plus. Thank you. And that's, I appreciate I think, that. I think that's now kind of like the all encompassing. Gotcha. Um, oh, it's like I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I am whatever. Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> Uh, is it my turn then? Uh, yeah, sure. Go. This is, we were talking about poker earlier. Mattis from, uh, the video says as a poker player, I really, really love when you send the shows for their atrocious displays of poker skills. Keep up the good work. <laughs> yeah, uh, I had that one. We really like poker at Cinema Sins. <laughs> Several of us like really play a lot. Hey, Chris uh, is just in Vegas doing the World Series for like yeah, almost a month. Yeah. So it is definitely something we're going to notice. If somebody's string betting, we're going to bring it up. You know, <laughs> if if they're saying something was a brilliant, I think in this case, he was, it, it was the fact that it was like he had pocket aces against pocket queens and they both flop trips. And it's yeah, like, yeah, he doesn't have to be smart to get all that person's money. He is getting all that person's money as the dumbest poker player in in the world you know what i mean so uh it's just it's funny to watch shows when you actually know poker and what they you know try to say about it so as someone who has no idea what you just said and no idea what happens in tv either <laughs> I, I appreciate that you guys know what's going on yeah. and i'll just trust you I, I did find it funny uh you know we always send string bets and then there's another sin uh in one of the videos this week i can't remember which it may have been in the limitless video where we were admitting our hypocrisy by saying i see your spec and i raise you a plank yeah 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 and i was like hey that's a string bet you can't do that you can't <laughs> 
You can't see him in race. You just got to raise a plank. You can't. See. Anyways, <laughs> continue on. Who else has one? Um, I had uh, also suits uh, Jay Trichel. Uh Based on your Vanessa Ray joke, please tell me that Pretty Little Liars is on your radar. Pretty Little Liars was a fantastic mess. Vanessa Ray played the savant character on Suits, uh, his drug dealing friend's girlfriend. And she's always an actress that she just pops up in things every now and then. I've just always, I don't know, I've just always found her interesting. But um, she was a pretty big part of the show Pretty Little Liars, which I am not sad to admit. I watched every single episode of with my <laughs> nice. wife and That's enjoyed funny. the crap out of it. It's just one, uh, it's so much fun. You, I just, it, there's no way to explain it. And I've turned a bunch of people onto it on Twitter and uh, they've all thanked me. So that's one, that's one that I actually read instead of watch. We we're talking about that earlier. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's one, awesome. Um, that's one where I'm like, okay, what happened in this episode? And I just read about it because I don't want to spend the time to watch it. Oh, nice. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. I thought you meant you read the book. <laughs> no. Oh. Nope. I just read the short wiki version. <laughs> it's so fun. It's an insane episode. show. It's an absolutely insane show that was basically like this five or six season murder mystery. And then they even added on like another season or two after they solved the murder. And uh, But um, anyways, but, but what was interesting about this was I agree. Like, I really liked that we got to keep that in and I'm glad a lot of people got it. But what I also found out after the fact was that Patrick J. Adams, the the savant character from Suits, who who has now left the show, he's married to Troyan Belisario. Uh, Donald P. Belisario is a big TV producer. It's his daughter, and she was one of the main characters on Pretty Little Liars. So ah. it was kind of one of those interesting scenes where we actually kind of got more out of it than I even realized. And that's nice. And that's always fun. Very nice. Um, it doesn't happen all the time, but whenever it does, I'm just always like, "Oh yeah, that, no, I meant to do that." Um, I'm gonna bring the, I'm gonna bring this up now. Uh, it was one of my co- other comments that I wanted to to do, but it goes along with you know somebody requesting a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am always blown away. I feel like people have ESP or something. They will request movies or shows that we're doing next week or in the next two weeks or writing on now or whatever that that they have no reason to request. Like it's not one of them. It's tied into like a Mm -hmm. new release or anything. There was one in, I'm not going to say it because it would give away what we're, what we're sitting. You'll get fired, Aaron. Don't do it. No, I'll, I'll say it to you guys and then I'll, I'll bleep it in the podcast or whatever, but just mime it to me. But somebody in the limitless video was like please do everything wrong with and i'm like we're sending that next week where did, i saw well, that yes. where did you pull That's that from so like who, it's it is it's so strange like i just it kind of blew my mind i was like of all the request that you actually get right how do you know that one you and they're gonna, and that, that's going to be great for them, though, because they're going to think they got their wish. <laughs> yeah, like, that's was, right. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. Let's do we that. We picked you out of everyone. <laughs> no, but TV yeah. Sins, I noticed that because I guess I was just reading the TV Sense comments more than I was the Cinema Sins early on because you know, I was just curious what people thought of the channel. And um, there were a lot of people like – like requesting things that we were just about to do. Now I think some of that was probably like they assumed those were things like, yeah. like they're going to do walking dead and they're going to do American horror story, you know, but, uh, but it would still, it would always seem to be like the week before. Yeah. And like, no, it's fascinating. That's coming out in like three days. You that's know? fascinating. <laughs> like, Danae, you got another one? Yes. On Dumbo. Uh, now at the time of recording our podcast, the comment was made five hours ago. I liked, I like to like sort them by most uh. recent. Cause there's some really interesting ones. Anyway, he was saying at uh, timestamp 403, and then the quote is, it's not the penis that made him do it, which I super appreciate because it sounds like the girl says, it's not oh, the we penis. we talked about this. But she says peanuts, but it <laughs> so sounds like it. And that wasn't the sin that was in the video. 
So I really love that this person brought it up. And this person's name is Jack Meoff, which makes it even better. <laughs> so like, I, I heard that Jack. too, Jack. I heard that too. And I'm glad that you put it in there because I'm like, yep, I heard it. That's what I thought the sin was going to well, be. Well, I said, because uh, I think Jonathan, uh, when I was working on the, um, the edit for this, was like, uh, we should put subtitles in there because it sounds so much like she says. Penis. Penis. Oh, said, yeah. What if we put the subtitles as penis? What if we... <laughs> yeah. I just immediately, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I, Even though I knew he was hilarious. joking, but it was just one of those moments where I'm like, no. <laughs> We're not doing this. We're not going On there. a Disney kid movie coming it out of this beautiful like little girl. Penis, it really oh, does. for sure. <laughs> it really did. Uh, let's see. Here's another one I have. You talk about the pimp suit. You know, what, what yes. makes it a pimp suit? So a lot of people chimed in in the comments on oh, this, good. which is great. And this is one of those cases where you have to open up replies to the comment to really get the magic here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is from uh, Layla, who says, there are several minor factors, but I'd say the Windsor knot makes the most difference in making it more pimp-like <laughs> than the others. Oh, thank you. So then Brian Super comments. Clarifies. By, Brian responds, I'll have you know, I exclusively go with the Windsor knot, and I have not once sold a woman. <laughs> <laughs> and then Digital Zombie comments to Brian, maybe you should work on your sales pitch. <laughs> Brilliant. Who wrote the, was that? Was that Aaron or Danae that wrote the pimp suit? That was me. That was okay. Danae. I, I, that, was I, that Danae. was great because I, I loved how we went back to it. Like, wait, sorry, I'm still on the pimp suit. Yeah, yeah, it, it it stuck with me over and over again. And as I ca- the camera angles kept changing and revealing more of his suit, and I'm like, okay, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. So I just started writing. So then somebody else uh, also commented on this. I don't have the exact one in front of me, but it was something along the lines of, "You may think it was the, you know, the sewed shut pocket or these other things." He said, "But actually, what it is is it's the self buttoning feature that makes it a pimp suit because we had that other yes. scene about how it just kind of automatically <sighs> buttons itself at one what point. What a good sin. That's what it should have been right there because yeah. I said. I send that too about him being a button ninja. Yeah. Continuity stuff is fun because it's just so easy to sin. Seriously, his suit was unbuttoned and then and it was just buttoned. And then it was buttoned. Yep. Um, I had one more from Limitless. This is from Shelf a Shizzle. Shelf a Shizzle. Shelf a Shizzle. Do you want to say it a fourth time? Shelf. Oh, Shizzle. Well, you said it the same way every time. Too. I know. I, like, at first I thought maybe she's trying to Shelf-o-shizzle. figure it out, but she keeps saying the she same did, thing. Is it? What did I say the same thing? Over you just and over did again? Three, three, three times in a row. It's uh, amazing. It's going to be a good day. Um, so this is the question. So does making this video, these videos, does it ruin the movie for you guys? Like, do you watch movies for the first time and nitpick all the sins? And it just all gets ruined, which I thought was a good question. How are you feeling as the new person? It seems like we, you know, none of us like Limitless, so I can understand why this one would come up in this sure. particular one. Um, no, it does not ruin a movie for me. There's kind of like just two separate parts of your brain. exactly. And plus, I think it's important to always remember and remind that this is a, is it satire the right word? No, probably uh, not. not. It's just comedy. Comedy. Yeah. yeah it's just this jokes. Is, Jeremy this says is about parody a lot. I, mean, I think parody. parody would probably be. That's yeah. The narrator is a parody. Yeah. So the narrator is a character of the, of the channel who just is snarky about movies. That's mm-hmm. not actually who we are. 
So we are writing for a character. And so and some of the things we have this narrator say are true. Right. Some of the things are legitimate criticisms. Some of sure. them are completely not. Some of them are 100 percent jokes that have nothing to do even with the movie. Right. You know, so we just you know, we all the narrator, the narrator voice can do all those things. Actually, a yeah. great example I just thought of because I just randomly came across this the other day. Do you remember? Uh, 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 oh, God, I was I just forgot his name. Brooklyn Nine-Nine was on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Oh, Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg, thank you. Yeah. He would do the Nicolas Cage inside 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 the cage or whatever he called yeah, it. Yeah, you remember yeah, this? Yeah. Oh yeah. And then they did one where Nicolas Cage actually showed up. And Nicolas Cage made a comment like, you know, this is an exaggerated version that doesn't exist. Yeah. Right. That's kind of what we do. Like, I mean, yeah. even if it is something we believe, we still like take it to the point where it's exaggerated a lot of the time. Right. It's kind of like when you go to a restaurant and, and you, you're not really happy with a meal and you kind of, mm-hmm. you know, complain about it and amp it up while you're eating and you kind of joke around about it. But it, it wasn't really that bad. It's sort of like that. It's it's not it's not something that just gets into your soul and like corrupts no. you forever. The, at the end of the day, it's fun. The, it's meant to be fun. At the end of the day, we want you to laugh. That's yeah. it. We we want to make you smile. We want to make you laugh. That's our goal. Now, some people get triggered and that happened quite a bit <laughs> um, and happens on when people really like a movie and it's just like, you guys are way too serious it's like eh, maybe you are but you know. <laughs> i have one more uh yep. comment from the dumbo video uh snowy oreo which i, I really like that username snowy you should oreo. say it over and over and over again to make sure snowy you get oreo? it right snowy, snowy oreo snowy oreo snowy oreo <laughs> snowy oreo snowy oreo <laughs> Uh, says this. Okay, so those guys riding on the roller coaster are stopped when Dumbo pulls the lever. Then a few minutes later, the roller coaster is on fire. So there is no way anyone could have stopped to get them off before oh, that thing no. collapsed. Meaning those people are dead now. That's horrifying. Yeah, they're like they're ding. like the dude that got uh, not drawn in quarters. That's right. I like how he put his own ding in there. I know. That's ding. one of my favorite things about the comments. Yeah. Just throw a ding at the end. Yeah. Uh, are, oh, that's horrible. Yeah. And also good eye. Yeah. I love it when you guys find fun sins. Like yeah. you find the things in there. No, so that's good, good stuff. Uh, all right. There's your comment section. Again, if you want to reach out to us directly with an actual question for, you know, directed right to us, feel free to email us behind the sins pod at gmail.com. Probably the easiest way to do that. Uh, let's move on to beyond the sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're going to chat about something from the pop culture world that we've seen recently can be good, bad, or the ugly. Whatever you want to do. Um, I'll start this time. I don't usually start. Uh, I, for whatever reason, uh, decided to watch the new season of Veronica Mars even though I haven't really watched Veronica Mars. Now, the Veronica Mars Sins video for TV Sins is already out, so you know we've we've done that one, and we'll talk about that more next week. But I had heard good things about this new season. I love Kristen Bell, uh, and I had enjoyed the pilot enough when we send it uh, to kind of be curious about where things are now. Um, I've seen all of it except the final episode. I have one more episode to go. I just did not want to stay up last night too late. Uh, I was already up past my bedtime, and so I did not finish it off. Um, but you're enjoying good. it? Oh, it's good. It's really good. I've, I've watched like, the first episode. Um, it, the, the writing on this is so fun and clever, and it, it does this really great thing that a lot of shows can't find the balance on, where they use pop culture references the exact right amount. 
Uh, so it's not like overdone, but when it's done, it is done perfectly for the situation mm-hmm. and makes sense. Um, so I love that. I think Kristen Bell is just the absolute bee's knees. Uh, she is the best. Uh, the relationships are interesting. I will say as somebody who hasn't watched the other seasons or the movie, I think there was a movie and books and all sorts of Veronica Mars stuff. Um, I was a little bit lost at times mm-hmm. because I-, I think this season has a lot of characters from old seasons that pop in for a moment or two. And I think it wanted me to know things I didn't know. Well, Aaron, you jumped in on a season. You hadn't seen anything. That's on you, no, man. No, I mean, I, I, know. I think that's you could you. still, like, the central, like, mystery and stuff that's going on with, like, I mean, I watched the first episode, at, uh, the the mystery, I guess, and at least starts off, it involves a bombing. Um, yeah. But um, I watched the first three seasons, and I watched the movie. I have not read the books. There's two books, and they're actually canon, and there actually are things on this on this season that I read about that relate to the books, which is crazy. But I guess it's good for the the person who's done all their homework. I I had heard that this the this season would be just like a, a case. And so I thought, oh, I can mm-hmm. get invested in the the mystery and the case. And if there's stuff that I don't get, then that's fine. Well I think and they that- do a good job from what I understand. They do a good job of like I mean those are more like Easter eggs almost. Like those are just like little character well, traits that maybe you'll get a little more out of because you've seen stuff or read stuff. Did you but- watch um did you watch New Girl? I watched like the first season. Okay, Winston on New Girl, I think the actor's name is Max Greenfield, yeah. I believe. Was he on a previous season or movie of Veronica Mars or anything as like an old boyfriend or something? I felt like I was supposed to know more about their history because he's in this new season. He was like a deputy. Okay. He worked so, in the he worked in the police force. Yes. That so is it's correct. that he's kind of thing. Movie. It's that kind of thing where I'm like I'm aware of, oh, there's history here I'm supposed to yeah. know that I don't know. And so if you haven't watched any of the rest, here's what I would say to you. Just be aware that kind of stuff's gonna happen, but I think you can still really but enjoy I, it even if you hop in here. And I will say all seasons are available on Hulu. So uh I don't think the movie is, but you can definitely watch the first three seasons. And I still to this day, the first two seasons of that show are two of my all-time favorite seasons of any show. They yeah. are just amazing. And they're, and they're really like they're and the reason they had to change it for the third season is because uh when they went over to the CW that this was a this was a regiment that they wouldn't let him do like a self-contained mystery for the entire they didn't want to they didn't want the con- continuity right. uh, cuz it's aggressive continuity like I mean like you can't just come in like middle of second season and no you know you'd have to watch the entire season um, but it's yeah. so worth it. You know, it pays off so well. Um, it, it's it is definitely fascinating to me. Uh, just having seen the first episode and then jumping into the season, the transformation that the Logan character must have gone through. Like, you know, I don't know when that happens or what the process is, but, you know, obviously they're in love now and, you know, they're a couple and I don't, I don't think know. they have good chemistry, though. That is, that is one of my negatives. And now I've only watched the first episode of the new season. So, oh, um, maybe I thought they better. were great. But I will I really say her, love... her dad and Rico Colantani. I mean, they just it's like they've not been apart. Well, I loved him in uh, Just Shoot Me. Man, yeah, I, he's I great. really Galaxy loved Quest. Just, yeah, yeah, that's that's true. That as well. So, anyways, it's a recommend for me, even if you've never watched the show. I just I think it's that good. I think uh, it can work through I, yeah, that stuff. Yeah, I will say because I thought about talking about this, but it's okay. But I'll just get this in real quick. I will say the uh, moving it to Hulu to where they're not the network guidelines. The like I think like maybe two minutes into it, she says shit, 
And like it was just one of those things where like I don't care that people curse. I I, I don't I don't care that people talk about like giving blowjobs and I, I and I'm not a prude, but it still felt more like, oh, we don't have to hold back now, so let's make sure in the first five minutes, you know. <laughs> We start talking about they, all this crazy subject matter that we couldn't have gotten away with in the previous show. Well, but, they they definitely have some explicit conversations. Uh, but then on top of movie. that, they seem to be making fun of that because her and her dad are doing that whole like contest about who cannot say the f word. Right. So they're just yeah. saying cuss. They keep going, yep. I cuss, you know, cuss you, which mm-hmm. is funny and endearing. But then the other, but then but then you've got these other characters just you know going off, and I I don't know that just that that felt like odd to me. But I'll probably get used to. It, uh, yeah. Once I watch the the next few episodes, so no, I think I think it's worth a watch. Cool. Uh, what do you got, me, Jonathan? Um, well, I guess um, I'll talk since you since you got into that. I will talk about a podcast I just discovered. Um, it is called the Simcast. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it is called um, actually. Let me make sure I'm saying this right because I might I might get the last I might get the just pro- say it over and over and over again the exact same way. <laughs> no, it's not that it's it's not a pronunciation thing. It's more okay. Yeah, the suspense is killing us. I keep wanting to call it the suspense is killing me. So that's why I wanted to make sure I was saying the right uh, the right nice pronoun or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's called The Suspense is Killing Us, and it's it's about suspense films, which I know is a Aaron's a huge fan of suspense films as well. I am. But it more or less focuses on, in the 80s and 90s, there was a, at least the early to mid-90s, there was a type of suspense film that just doesn't get made anymore. Um, and mainly because it's become a TV show, like stuff like CSI and Law and & Order and um, how to get away with murder and things like that. They kind of took the place of these types of suspense movies. Stuff like Basic Instinct and Jagged right. Edge and um, The Presidio or whatever whatever 80s, 90s thriller. I mean, they all kind of had like the same like they were some of them were very sexual and dead uh, calm, dead calm. Yeah. They, and they just they're just they just don't really make these anymore. Like I said, mainly because they're they're they they play now almost like episodes of a TV show. But they're still yeah. they still they're still really great. They still have their fan bases, and uh, so I've really enjoyed listening to this uh, podcast. Um, and it just started. I think there's only like maybe there's I think there's maybe less than twenty episodes. Um, and it's also had me go back and watch a lot of these before I listen to them because I want to earn some of them for the first time. But like I just watched like uh, this past week, I've been I've been rewatching some early Brian De Palma stuff because they have an episode on De Palma. So like I was watching like Blowout and Body Double and Dressed to Kill and. It's just been really fun going back to a lot of these movies I haven't seen in a while. And if you're a fan of the suspense genre at all, this is a just a really fun podcast to listen to. That's cool. So the suspense uh, is killing us. The suspense is killing us. Have they done anything on uh, Dead Again? I don't believe they have yet. I'm Like I That's said, I'm about one. seven episodes in because I've been actually trying to watch stuff before I listen. Um, but I don't remember seeing that in any of the descriptions, but I'm sure it's coming up. Yeah, I just That's saw that one, one recently, favorites. actually. I wouldn't have to rewatch that one. So, Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's amazing. All right, Danae, what do you got? What's your Beyond the Sins? We joked last week about book review, and I'm going to do a book review. Yay! <laughs> um, and it's going to feel like I'm trying to do like a whole kiss-up thing, but I read The Ables, and it is so good! Yeah. Did you guys read it? Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've read it, yes. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. As far as Jeremy knows, yes, I've read it. Aaron Dicer. <laughs> he's listening, you know. No, he's not. He no, it, well, Aaron, Aaron, he's no, not. he's not. On, another, on the other podcast, Sith Pop. 
so I guess quick question before I tell you how awesome this book is um, and why you need to go get it and read it. Is anyone listening anymore? That's a that's, yes. Oh, yeah. OK. Well, we're, we're still they're still overseeing. Oh, OK. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> hope you like the show. Okay, anyway. No, I've definitely, I have, I've read it in the way that I read books now, which is I've listened to it. That, that um, counts. That's so, fine. So, and I listened to the original narration as done by Jeremy Scott. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd so, be fun. Yeah. I'd actually like to listen to that. I, yeah. I read it on my I don't know if you get Kindle. that one anymore because the new narration is somebody else, I think. Oh. But. Yeah. Oh well, aren't who's you narrating? Special? Do, do we know? I don't know. It's yeah, it's somebody who's really good. Okay. Um, but I don't. I don't I, I've never. I've never been able to do audiobooks. I, I can't. I have to read. I can't. I can't listen. I. I. My mind wanders. I was really su- uh, surprised. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know anything about the book going in. Mm-hmm. Legit. I didn't understand any. I didn't know who the book was for. I didn't know what like genre I was in. So the first couple, you know, chapters, I'm getting into it. But um, I just really like how. Uh, the author, <laughs> um, I really like how he presents the complexities of, I don't know, being young and decision making. Like all the adults seem to not have a problem with saying life is hard. Life is pain. It's how you act. It's how you respond to it. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember reading an adult or, you know, young children's novel whenever they're, what is it called? A teen novel? Yeah. Juvenile young adult, novel? Young, young adult, adult novel. fiction. Yeah. I don't remember reading anything like that that had any of those messages when I was growing up. And so to me, I'm reading it from the perspective of these themes are so freaking important. I mean, obviously, you know, band of misfits working together to solve problems is just gold. But then how the adults speak life into the kids is like the best. I just loved that so much. And I also loved like just how he developed the story and the little twists and turns that it takes that I personally didn't see coming. And I thought that they were really fun to discover as you read. It's just really nice when you read a book and you're like, Oh, what? You know, Mm -hmm. and kind of get surprised. Cause I feel like when I watch a movie or something, there's so many obvious visual cues, which when you're reading, they're there too, but it's different. When I watch something, well, like, you've got more space to hide them in too. You've yeah, got, yeah, you can. It could be hidden in. Yeah, they you know, can be much a, more subtle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So to me, reading books that have twists and turns, uh, like there's there's a one book from my youth that had one of the characters just died. I'll never like I just sobbed on my bed for like two hours because this character. I went back and read it over and over, thinking I could change it. You know, it's kind of one of those things. And I, I love it when a book can pull emotion out. This one definitely pulled a lot of really positive emotion. And I definitely cried when I was reading it, too. I had to put it down. I read this book in the shower. <laughs> um, so it was super good. It was really fun. That's, that's some really wet pages. It was it was a digital book on a waterproof phone. So oh, okay, fair it, enough. It, it worked. Although, how do you get any showering done while you you're don't. reading? I had to That's put just it a down. waste of water. It was it was a bad idea. You're a bad environmentalist, Danae. <laughs> it was a bad idea. <laughs> I'm trying to soap up my hair with one hand and read with the other. By the way, I wear glasses, so it's like right up to my face. It was <laughs> stupid. It was a stupid idea, but it speaks well to the book in that I wanted to get through it. I wanted to know what happened, and I wanted to see like what mysteries were going to unfold. And- Th- this is exactly where a bath is called for. You understand this, right? If there's one time in life yeah, I know. where you should take a bath instead of a shower, it's when you want to read a book. It just didn't work out for my schedule. I can't, I can't do a bath. Don't. Uh. 
It's like I'm, you don't like I'm bathing in, in my filth. own filth. That's just weird. It's, it's a Jonathan. It's like you got to take a shower right after you're done with your bath. I don't. Guys, we're forgetting the point here. You need to buy this book. It's so good. It, it's amazing. I really love and it. I really. I can't wait till. I hope they make a movie for for Jeremy and I want to see it and we can send it and then maybe some people will realize we have a. Sense oh, that'd of be humor. funny. <laughs> um, if people don't realize we have a sense of humor about ourselves, <laughs> they aren't paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, I, I loved it. I My next thing that I want to do is talk to somebody who is in kind of that same age range as the mm-hmm. heroes of the story. And I want to know what that person thought of the book and, you know, their thoughts, because I'm obviously not that age range. I'm reading it more appreciating how the adults are, you know, interacting. My boys are all reading it. Yeah. So when they finish it, I'm, I plan on like asking them. I'll annoy them. They'll roll their eyes and be like, Danae, leave me alone. And the sequel will be out soon. Yeah. I know. That's going to do it for Behind the Sins this week. Don't forget to make sure you are subscribed. Uh, go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. Uh, you can hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae Says, and he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, and myself, we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BehindTheSinsPod at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe or message us at Twitter. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Aaron's covering for me. I had to take a nasty, nasty poop. <laughs> nice. You, hey, you I can relate. You sound like I was in the room. Like, I'm not covering for anything. I had no idea what you were doing. You're talking about, like, the enemies of CinemaSins right now. <laughs> the enemies. And, and I've actually been trying to figure out some ideas for a potential one-shot. A potential one-shot? What do you even mean? Well, as you know, Jeremy said he may be interested in playing Dungeons & Dragons sometime. Oh. And I've got this really fun idea that I've been brewing since then. So what you're saying is we would do like a D&D style CinemaSins thing. One time. Where the monsters are like the YouTube claim system. Yes. Commoners on YouTube. Uh-huh. Oh, I love this. Yeah. That's my idea. I don't know if it's actually something that's going to happen or not. Oh, yeah. We're going to make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> I guess first of all, I have to be invited to Sins Week. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I think that's going to happen today. Yeah, I, I think I think you'll have an invite. I don't I don't know. You'll probably have to be there. I think it'll be more of a not whether you want to be there. You'll just be forced to be there. Oh. That's true, Danae. Yeah, it's what it's, does that mean? That that means you don't have the the option to miss it. Oh well, mm-hmm. as a person who has complete control of my life, I can say no to things. <laughs> just want to put that out there. My twenty year high school reunion was this weekend and several times stories would come up. Well, there's several epic stories that everyone brings up whenever I see them. The time that I stabbed myself in the finger with a compass, hands yeah. down, number one. Everybody remembers that one. Uh-huh. But then the other thing that By seems- the way, just so we're clear, in case there's some confusion, this is the compass with the pointy end that you turn the, the oh, to pencil make to make circles, circle. right? Not yeah, the yeah, compass yeah. that tells you which way is north. No. That would be much more difficult to stab <laughs> yourself with. I'd probably find a way. So there was this epic moment right before going into middle school. So this was like an elementary school. It was sort of a defining moment for me. In fact, it turned me into the angry person that I would become for many Ooh. years. It's a serious... It's like your this- backstory. This is part of my backstory, <laughs> yeah. That's why uh, you became a villain. 
at recess one day, there was about six girls and they stood in a semicircle around me and one by one went in, in line and pointed at me and said horrible things to me like, we're never going to talk to you again. You mean nothing to us. You know, uh, you're not part of our group anymore. Just like something that you would see in a movie. Yeah, like mob mentality kind of stuff. It was super that. And then they all walked away and left me literally friendless uh, on the recess. And I just remember turning. That's rough, man. It, it was horrible. Oh, my God. It was a defining moment. So I tur- and you went to this high school reunion? <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, that's fun. I guess high school got a little better. Yeah, no, actually. But anyway, the, 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 it, the, I do have a point, I promise. It's not going to end in this horrible place. Okay, fast forward to our 20-year reunion. Actually, I went to the 10-year reunion, too, and saw these girls. Instant fury. The last 10 years, I guess I've done a lot of personal work because I saw them today, and I just kind of smirked, like, bring it. Like, I was... <laughs> I just wanted I wanted him to say something and then I also wasn't going to do that part. Of, right. I, I wasn't actually going to do anything, but right. I want, you know, anyway. So I'm said this girl walks in. Her name is Rebecca. I haven't seen her in 20 years. We went to school together. Was uh, we, She was in middle school with me. We start talking. They did it to her, too. And this is, this is the point. I have spent my whole life thinking that I was the only person this happened to. Turns out these girls did it to like six other people that same year. Wow. And oh, for sure. I didn't ever think that it, that was even a possibility. Even now, I didn't really think about that. So we're talking and she begins to say what these girls did to her. And she remembers it vividly. And it was a defining moment for her, too. And it actually spun her in a positive direction where it spun me kind of more in a negative direction. Mm-hmm. In fact, she said it was this girl, this girl, this girl. She named him. And I said, yep, that's the ones. And we kind of just turned and looked at the room and like, there they are. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I kind of don't care anymore. You know what you should do? You should get, you should find out who all they did this to. It sounds like she knows other people they did this to. Yeah, she remembers and the names better. And if they're there, you should form a semicircle around them and tell them how amazing they are, how much you love them, yeah. how awesome people they, you know, like return, like, you know, pour the heaping coals of kindness on their head. Vengeance kindness. Yes. Or go watch The Craft. <laughs> Oh my gosh! And I do loved... everything those girls do. <laughs> I <laughs> loved that movie when it came out. <laughs> and now oh yeah, we know if you graduated why. <laughs> twenty years ago. Yeah, you were probably the perfect age for that yeah. movie. I didn't mean to get off on the craft, but it just fascinates hey. me. Some of those late '90s movies that I don't, I barely remember have these like huge, rabid fan bases because people were kids at the time. You don't need to feel bad about that. You're more on brand for what we're actually doing on this podcast than I am talking <laughs> about my pain from <laughs> twenty years ago. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 